0: All right, we are back. After one week of a hiatus, we have re-energized ourselves. We have looked deep into our own soul. We have decided it was time to come back. And the first step into making this podcast better than it ever was, at least making sure it was not, never going to be as bad as the last episode, was to bring on a special guest that could be better than Dean. So, without any further ado, our special guest today is Scarlett. Say hi, Scarlett. And immediately, this podcast is already better with a special guest over Dean's fiasco last week. So, step one, accomplished very good step two we wanted to uh kind of again refocus what the purpose of this podcast is and it's to get information out to the public and by the public i mean nine of you and get them information that they want get them information that is relevant that can change and spark discussion and not so much worry about uh filling time (laughs) so our podcast i think is going to be uh it's going to be a little different. It's going to be more streamlined. It's going to sound like you're listening to a professional because that's basically what I am. I'm basically a professional and this is easily one of the two or three best things happening in your guys' life and I don't want to let you guys down. You know, When you show up, going to work and you have this podcast, that's all you have in your life. I want to make sure it's the best it could possibly be. So, Without further ado, the I Don't Have a Life podcast. We're on season four, by the way. That's pretty insane. I think nobody ever anticipated it would go that far, but I didn't think anybody would anticipate it leaving the way it did. So here we are. First things first, let's go over some of the things we're going to go over in this week's episode. We're going to go over the matchups from last week. We're going to look at the matchups for the upcoming week. This is Friday. And we do have a Thursday game already in the books, but it was kind of a busy week. I didn't have a chance to get to where I needed to be to get this perfect, even though Scarlett is trying her best to take over the show here. Yeah, exactly. But again, already better special guest, so we can't complain. Uh, We're going to also do a look at some of the transactions that have taken place in the last week or so, and finally we're going to do a for real or... Fake sort of segment. I need a good name for that. Are you for realies or are you a big fat healy? I don't know. Something like that. That's a great name. All right. So last week we had one team go to three and oh, one team go to oh and three and pretty much everybody else in the league is stuck in the middle, as is the case usually at the beginning of the year in this type of league. Very rarely do multiple teams get out to a hot start. And this is the case this year. This year, this team that is 3-0 is Justin's team. He was able to actually squeak by a game only by 10 points over an 0-3 team. That uh, is, of course, Jason Martinez. So, definitely a week where Justin got a little bit lucky. Um, Looking over the matchups, he decided, uh, Justin decided to start Josh Allen, who I actually do like. Um, over Phillip Rivers, which, you know, I guess it turned out to not hurt him. But that's a move that could have been questioned for sure. He also had uh, Marvin Jones on his bench. Um, That could have ended up hurting him as well. But ultimately, it was a week where everybody sort of performed right on to where you would expect them, right? So Josh Allen expected 18 points, got 17 points. Hilton, a little bit better. More right on his projection. Fitzgerald, right on his projection. Like, all the guys basically hit their projection and it got him 126 points. For Jason, um, DeAndre Hopkins really was the guy that let him down, only scoring 9 points, 6 catches for 67 yards. Um, even Thielen, like, it's crazy how uh, two-touchdown game can only really get you 17 points as your wide right receiver. Doesn't seem like that's possible. That's all... Uh, 17 points for Thielen. Um, the big star for him was Cooper Cup, seemingly uh, coming into superstar status. That's two weeks now where um, Cup, Cup has had some huge games. Um, Le'Veon Bell and Jason Witten. John Ross really let Jason down with a combined 14 uh, total points. But to be fair, it's really – he started the right guys, you know, and um, Starting Witten over Disley maybe could have been debated. I don't think I ever would start Witten ever in a week in fantasy. Um, whereas Will Disley has, uh, he catches nothing but touchdowns every week, apparently. Um, so, and I'm interested to see uh, how how Disley goes forward. I think he actually might be a legitimate tight end number one. So, the point of this is that Justin is 3-0. His team is solid all around like there is the thing about Justin's team it's a solid team there isn't a big weakness right your flexes carry on Johnson he's a guy that's getting 60 70 percent of the snaps all of the receivers are high target priorities in their offenses the two running backs are are seemingly studs even if they haven't quite performed like that like Mixon hasn't quite done what we thought he might um and even Ezekiel Elliott has been uh, above average for sure but not like what he has been in the past so 3-0 and is that for real is that not I mean we're going to save that for later in the, the segment uh, but to only win by 10 over a team that's 0-3 and, and seems a little little lucky on my and based on this but you know a win's a win it was a good week Uh, Any week's good that that you win. So let's move on to our second matchup. The matchup probably of the week in terms of the most exciting was Dean versus Javier. Of course, Javier pulled out a two-point victory um, thanks to some work by Philip Lindsay and Julio Jones and, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Um, Dean, you know he was a guy that I was a little bit nervous of the way his team was shaping up to start the week, but man, one injury. And of course I'm talking about Saquon Barkley. One injury can really change an outlook because now as we'll go over, when we do the previews, the team is not nearly as scary as it once was. And, uh, that loss really does kind of fit to where his team probably is. He's definitely not going to run the table going forward. Um, I think this loss shows that how fragile a team can be when it's based on uh fantasy football, like your guy goes down and then it's, it's it, the team has a much different look. And to be honest, Dalvin cook is a guy obviously balling out 30 points, 30 points, 27 points in the last three weeks. But if you've watched a Vikings game, he runs so violently that I'm almost convinced he's going to have a big injury at some point coming up in the season. And um, again, I've, I mentioned this before but not having a handcuff for a guy like that, a guy who has an injury past and runs the way he does. Whatever Dean says about being a genius, it just I can't take him seriously until he gets his handcuff. That's of course Alexander Madison. Um because when if Cook were to go down, this team would be really shitty. Really shitty. Carson, of course, having fumble problems in Seattle, he is one or two fumbles away from just completely being out of the picture and then you look at the bench here uh you know dj metcalf is a dj dk metcalf right dk metcalf uh vance mcdonald he already has dropped uh devontae freeman hasn't looked anything like he used to this bench sucks aj green is probably out longer than we ever would have anticipated i would i would say week 10 week 11 after that buy is when he would probably come back So Dean's team has taken a big turn. It's probably the biggest faller of all the teams, even though 141 points in a week is no joke. It's still, uh, the team doesn't look like it did two weeks ago after that huge, huge start. But Javi, no, we have to give credit where credit is due. His team also is looking pretty good. There is a couple of weaknesses though with Javi's team that some of the other top teams don't seem to have. We're, uh, when we talk about, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and it's Marquez uh, Hollywood Brown and John Brown, two guys who actually I kind of like. It's just they're not going to be reliable week in and week out for a championship team. Uh, they don't strike fear into you, per se, like the way Julio Jones does and Mahomes does, because those two guys really do strike a lot of fear. Um, and Philip Lindsay again, he's been solid, but no way is he a number one uh, running back. And Derrick Henry can be... Game scripted out of uh, a fantasy relevant week. Zach Ertz hasn't quite been great either. I don't know. There's a lot of holes in this team, um, and I think if one team should make some trades, it's probably Javi moving forward. I actually was in discussions with Hobby for uh, a couple of trades, but I just I felt like it was a deal where I would regret it. Um, I was trying to get Ertz. I don't know. I don't know if. <laughs> Javi wants me talking about it, but he, you know what, he can start a podcast and tell me, um, do it if he doesn't like me talking about it. But I was trying to get Zach Ertz in exchange for two or three players, and it was just like, you know, those two or three players might have made this team a little bit too too improved. I didn't want to do that, and I don't know. I'm trying not to trade as much as I had in the past, so that was I'm I have stuck to that no trades yet this year actually no trades in general for the entire league. Let's move on to the next matchup. That was a matchup of two and O teams. No, Charles was one one, so one and one Charles versus two and one uh, Casey. The uh, 168 points for Charles. That's the week high. That's no joke. His team looked really, really good. Even with a Lamar Jackson who didn't look like he could hit water falling out of a boat, still managed to put up 160 points thanks to Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Evan Ingram, and uh, even uh, Terry McLaurin, who I really, really like. Um, those guys all scoring touchdowns. Basically, if you were on Charles's team this week, you scored a touchdown. Um, The only one who didn't was his first round pick, James Conner, who has been quite a disappointment. I'm interested to see what he does with James Conner. Is he going to start him going forward or is he going to try to trade him or just take his losses on that? Uh, Disappointing week for Casey. It's a team that has had some really good weeks up until that point and got a 30-point week from Deshaun Watson, a 351-yard, three-touchdown performance. Um, as well as a Camara, doing Camara things. Done. You're all done. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I know you're all done. Good job. Yeah. His his team's all done. As Carl's saying right there, that Casey's all done. He had his his moment, and Eckler um, seemingly has little value now. As uh, we'll get to that news about Melvin Gordon, um, Baltimore defense playing it against Kansas City, as Justin had said in the text. Chain that was definitely not a smart move. And I don't care if it is your defense there. Let's see what, I mean, you can go drop a Dante Moncrief. You can go drop a, uh, Kenny Drake and go pick up a defense for a week. and can still keep your Baltimore defense who you love so much. Um, even the Baltimore defense, 15 points, eight points, now negative one points for the three weeks. It's not like they're a must have. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Casey's in a big, a little bit of a trouble here. Um, The other interesting matchup was of uh, Jason and Coop. And it was a game that came down to the wire. I think we all kind of were watching how that game ended up, that exciting Washington-Chicago Monday night game. Uh, Remember the days when Monday night football meant there was two really good teams playing? Yeah, I guess that's optional in 2019. But, um, you know... We'll get to this. these guys going forward, if, uh, but based on the, the game last week, you know, um, Coop has a tough decision each week now that he has Olsen and Mark Andrews. I think um, more often than not, when it comes to tight ends, you're going to make the wrong choice. If he had started Greg Olsen instead of Mark Andrews, uh, the game would have been not even close. Um Aaron Rodgers scoring 13 points certainly is strange at home against Denver. and um, But, you know, Noah, he started the Bears. The Bears' defense has been lights out this year for sure. It's a it's a relevant defense, one of the few in the league that I would actually want to maybe like try to trade for. Not too many defenses like that. It might be the only one that in New England, just based on who New England gets to play all the time. But credit where credit is due, Jason kind of outmanaged Coop this week in terms of – Uh, I guess maybe more lucky than it was out managing, but, you know, putting Leonard Fournette on the bench, a bold move ended up being a pretty uh, dumb move as Fournette outscored all of his running backs and uh, keeping Sterling Shepard on the bench instead of perhaps, uh, even though Tyler Boyd's been good, he's got some decent receivers, so um, that's the problem, trying to, to figure out who to start and who not to start. All right, so before we get into – oh, then um, also Rich and my matchup. I don't know if uh, – I almost forgot that one. It was an interesting week for for my team, a lot of boom and a lot of bust. Uh, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson scored a combined eight points, but then Mike Evans, CJ McCaffrey, and – Nick Chubb scored a combined 84 points, so it was a lot of boom and bust for me. Same for him, actually, in Rich's team. Uh, Ingram had 38 points, three touchdowns. That was frustrating to say the least. Um, and then Frank Gore having a good game. A couple guys disappointed him: Greg Kittle, um, George Kittle. Did I say Greg Kittle? George Kittle and Alan Robinson not doing what he needed them to do. And of course Beckham. Anytime Beckham scores, you eight points. Um, if you're the opposing team, like I was, I'm. You got to be consider yourself to be very, very lucky. All right, moving on. The matchup preview we'll get to right a, in a second. What I wanted to do first was go over some of the transactions. I think these are very interesting. Added and dropped players. If we go over them. So uh, up to date again. Like I said, this is Friday, September 27th. So these are as up to date as I could possibly do it. The most recent transaction was Jason Noah getting rid of Antonio Brown. I don't know why he picked up Antonio Brown in the first place. It's pretty clear he is not playing this year, if ever again. Um, And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was the same. He just reversed the transaction. Am I right? Um, Jason Noah here. When did he pick up? Uh, When did he pick? I think he might have dropped Jordan Howard to get Antonio Brown, but I might be making that up. Nope, I am not making that. So on September 22nd at 9.09 a.m., Jason Noah decided to drop Jordan Howard and pick up Antonio Brown. And merely eight days later, is that eight days or six days? Five days? Math? Math is hard. He has dropped Antonio Brown to pick up Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, of course, having... Uh, Pissed off that he got dropped by Jason Nolan. Proceeded to score three touchdowns last night. So, back on Jason Nolan's squad. Probably the biggest Jordan Howard fan in the league. Um, Javi uh, giving up on Tariq Cohen. I really thought about picking up Tariq Cohen. Just can't do it. He has been quite a disappointment. It's not so much that he's been a disappointment. It's that Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears... (laughs) Their offense has looked really strange, not like it used to, and Cohen's just not getting much work, and the work he is getting is kind of like these run plays up the middle, and it doesn't make much sense. He used to get you know, six or seven catches a game. It's just not happening at all. I don't understand it, but he's out there. Um, he was uh, dropped for the Philadelphia defense, who uh, played, of course, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, playing the Jets next week. So Javi trying to get a little bit ahead of the game there. Smart move. Philadelphia's defense at home against the Jets would do pretty fine. But, you know, I've, I've actually gotten on that Philadelphia defense and it's let me down. So we'll see how it does for him. Well, uh, kicker transaction. I was very uh, surprised to see uh, Kiimi Fairbairn be dropped. Um, he's one of the most consistent kickers in the league and on a good team that plays in the dome and plays a lot of teams that are in the south so um i picked him right up uh, for the dallas kicker brett mayer he has been fine but um you know fairbairn is a guy that was drafted um so if anytime i can get a kicker that was drafted i like to do it um noah picking up tj hawkinson and dropping noah fant that was uh if you look a few down was me dropping hawkinson um he only waited an hour or two to pick him up. Hawkinson, I really do think is very, very talented. If you look at his college game tape and his scattering reports, you won't see a much better scattering report than TJ Hawkinson's. He has like literally they struggle to find a weakness. It's just that you know two weeks of one point fantasy tight end stuff. I just I couldn't do it, so I had to get rid of him. Plus he has a buy next week. I wasn't going to start him. Wasn't going to play him on buy. Didn't want to hold them for two weeks, so I had to drop them. But I know I knew Noah liked Hawkinson as well. We had talked a little bit of trades with Hawkinson. And um, so there you go, Noah. You got him for free. We're going to skip down. A couple of interesting drops uh, I want to go over. Jamison Crowder dropped by Michael Cooper. Um, I think Crowder will be relevant again once Sam Darnold comes back. But I was interested to see. Uh, Coop drop him, especially since I I think Coop has several openings still on his team. If I'm not mistaken, um, indeed he has like two openings. So to just simply drop Crowder for nothing is um, interesting to say the very least. Um, Dean's pickup of Marque- Marquez Valdez Scantling didn't work out too well, as we'll see in a few seconds. Um, He also picked up D.D. Westbrook and dropped the Jacksonville defense after bragging about how smart he was for playing them. Um, I went ahead and picked up Jacksonville's defense playing Denver at home, uh, or at Denver, I should say. Not not too scary for me. And a bunch of easy teams coming up like Cincinnati, New York. Um, The Saints at home isn't scary anymore. Uh, Titans coming up. Like, pretty good schedule for Jacksonville going forward. So I, I took that. Opportunity. Um, Jason went with a a Ronald Jones pickup and dropped Duke Johnson. That was, you know, that's a shooting for the stars. When you see Ronald Jones run, you do think that he uh, is clearly the best guy there in Tampa. Um, It's just that he doesn't get the looks, and they somehow go to Peyton Barber. So uh, I hope it works out for him. If if it does, if Ronald Jones can be the guy that. He was in USC, and if you don't remember, you I'm sure you USC fans remember him. But, man, in college, he was so, so good. His film in college is incredible. He looks like he's in Superstar Mario mode, and everyone else is one of those mushrooms. But uh, dropping Duke Johnson, I actually I picked up Duke Johnson as a potential flyer. I think Carlos Hyde will eventually... Go away, and then Duke can get what he deserves. Uh, The big pickup of the week, however, probably has to go to Coop, though, with Rain Gallman. He was able to pick him up before anybody else. Let's see, what time did he do that? At 3.01 p.m. Um, That's pretty pretty quick. Uh, I think that was a 1 o'clock game, and probably happened a bit about, I don't know, at 2.50, 2.55. So that was a really fast pickup. Uh, Picking up Sterling Shepard. I can't believe... Oh, you know what? I'm very... Uh, I, I misspoke earlier saying he should have started Shepard. Noah had... Uh, he picked up Sterling Shepard. I was... I sh- I'm surprised we left Sterling Shepard out there. Um, of course, we didn't know how good Daniel Jones <laughs> was going to be. So that's uh, that's one thing. But Sterling Shepard is quite a good pickup uh, on the waivers for Jason Noah. Those two were really, really good pickups, to be honest with you. Um, Daniel Jones, speaking of, you know, was picked up by Justin... Little, little desperate there at quarterback for a 3-0 team, starting Phillip Rivers and Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. So one area of perhaps potential weakness, although Philip Rivers never is going to kill you. He's always going to give you that 15 to 20 floor with, a, of course, potential for a little bit more. Just not a lot of speed or touchdowns or not a lot of mistakes. He does throw picks. So let's get to the matchups of the week. Matchups. Look at that. We even have interest. All right. So the matchup of the week is going to be definitely Dean and Justin's matchup. This is how the mighty might have fallen when we see phone. No phone. No phone. Uh, Or you're saying Dean sucks. Is that what you're saying? Dinosaur. Dinosaur? Yeah, he's as dumb as a dinosaur. You're very right, Scarlett. So, first of all, of course, we had that Thursday game. We can already kind of see some of the scores unfolding. The MVS was – I would not have done that. It was chasing points. I actually have MVS in another league, a dynasty league, and I still didn't start him just because thats that's what he – he'll do that quite a bit, anybody in the Packers – Receivers, that's not named Devontae Adams, will have a big week and you don't want to chase it. Uh, only got Dean five points. He did have the kicker for the Packers, Mason Crosby, who got him nine points. So uh, overall, though, pretty disappointing Thursday night. Justin didn't have anybody going. And uh, let's take a look at some of the matchups here. So uh, Philip Rivers gets Miami this week. That's going to be huge. Uh, you, you would think he'd be out there for most of the game. And uh, that he do a lot of the damage, so you know the project the projected point at twenty four seems about right to me. Um, one thing Justin has to be aware of is T Y Hilton. He wasn't, pra- wasn't practicing at all uh, this week. He is doubtful. Let's go see. Uh, not much to replace him. I guess you can go with Marvin Jones instead of T Y and hope that that turns into a shootout at uh detroit against kansas city dj moore fitzgerald two guys again uh they've been form- performing really really well uh they don't provide a lot of you know ceiling i suppose i don't i don't know how high dj moore ceiling is and i don't know how high i guess fitzgerald has had two games over 100 that arizona offense is just nothing but pass so he's he might be pretty good i might have to retract what i was saying about Fitzgerald. Um, Zeke against New Orleans, Mixon against Pittsburgh, and Kelsey against Detroit. Those guys should all do pretty good. Carry on projected for 14 points, only scored 14 points once all year against a team that could make the running game irrelevant by the second quarter. I don't know if Carry on is going to get that many points. So um, I don't know if, uh, looking at the rest of his projections, I'm going to say that he probably gets closer to 120. Although, yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel like most of these guys are going to be doing what the projections are saying, um, except for carry On. I don't know if carry on is going to do that much. Uh, but there really is no choice. He has to start carry On Williams. He could go Darryl Williams, but I think that would be pretty crazy to do. So uh, Dean might have a chance. He only needs to get to, I, I'd say, probably 120, 125, and it would probably be enough. Let's see if Dean is able to do that. Goff against Tampa Bay. Goff hasn't been great all year. I think 17 points projected is pretty fair. Josh Gordon against Buffalo, 10 points sounds about right. The Sammy Watkins, I think he might be due for a big game. MVS got him five. Dalvin Cook against Chicago, this will be a big test. Cook has scored 30, 30, and 27, like I mentioned earlier. Projected for 16, you could probably bump that up a little bit. But Carson's 14 points, ah. Four points, eight points the last week against the Arizona team. That's pretty bad, I suppose. But um, they're better at defending. They run than defending the pass. It is at Arizona one fumble. It could be lower. So I think that probably he, he, he probably isn't hitting fourteen, and Watkins is probably going much higher than twelve. Um, Hooper at seven points seems a bit low. He's hit five points, but his other two. Uh, performances are 12 points and 21 points, seemingly a little bit higher than a seven-point performance, especially at home against Tennessee. Devontae Freeman has been horrific. 11 points is probably pretty generous. Um, the defense against—you <laughs> have to mention this—if they're playing Miami, the Dean does have the Chargers. I mean, I think this might be closer. Then we think right now, I mean, the projections live are 129 to 114 in favor of Justin. I think Justin still wins this game because, again, of that consistency factor. Nobody is giving four or five points. They're all giving 10, 15-point performances, and I think that's going to be enough this week. But it's going to be closer. If I was betting the spread i would definitely take dean in the points but i would if i was taking the pick i would take justin i think justin wins by five to seven points in a close game giving dean another week to say oh how smart he is even though he's not smart at all and i hate him so much um barkley out for again four to eight weeks i think we mentioned that a little bit earlier that is devastating dean's team is on the decline for sure let's go on to our second matchup of the week that's going to be jason versus casey we have a projected 126 to uh, i'm sorry a 135 to 109 projection that's because Devonte adams got casey 24 points great start to the week um jason did have two players go last night as well aaron jones who had a decent performance 21 yards only rushing, but six catches and a touchdown and Miles Sanders, who looks pretty good. You guys see that opening play, that hole that he decided he did not run around, run into and instead rather run into his offensive line. I don't know. Um, Overall got kind of what he was expected out of those two when it's, you know, he was projected for 14 for Aaron Jones. He got 15 miles was projected for six and he got him seven. So, I think Disley actually here for Jason is going to be a guy that scores a huge amount of points. Arizona is laughably bad against defending the tight end. And Will Disley has been a beast lately. I could see Disley getting two touchdowns and making this a uh, an interesting week. Uh, in terms of the quarterback comparison, Kyler Murray goes uh, against Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think he could probably change his name, Mark, huh? Right? He just got a spell it right he's Deshaun of the dead as in just Deshaun Jackson he could still be Deshaun of the dead uh, just make it Deshaun Watson and but he's a lazy motherfucker and we probably won't see that name change for the next four years but still options are available um let's look at some guys that uh are on the benches here because Le'Veon Bell is on the bench for Jason Melvin Gordon, of course, that was the big news. It looks like Gordon's back, and he might even get a little bit of run in this game. You can't start him this game for sure, especially against Miami. Uh, I don't think he'll get in more than four or five plays. But uh, next week, it looks like he might be full tilted, ready to go. So that accidental pick is going to basically give Jason Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell as his two running backs, as well as having Aaron Jones as uh, now all of a sudden his RB3, which is a little insane. If you ask me, once he gets Breeze back, his quarterback should be fine. Plus, he's got three really good receivers and DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, and Cooper Cup. Oh, man. This team is on the rise for sure. It's just, is it a little bit too late? Too little, too late, as they say. I don't know. He's got to win this week. Uh, 0-4, even if he wins out, it's still going to be a difficult task. Uh, Well, if he wins out, obviously it wouldn't be. But a two win out is basically what he would be looking at having to do. I like his team. I tell you, this is a team I wouldn't make a lot of moves. I'd like to keep it as is. Maybe get a flex, trading a John Ross. And um, let's. Well, he doesn't have a lot of depth. That's the problem here. He needs to make a one or two savvy pickups. And I think his team will be great going forward. But I do think this is one more week. He's going to be looking at a zero in the win column. I think Casey's going to get the win. Already off to a great start with Devontae Adams. Deshaun Watson, Camara um, Eckler is going to have one more great week, but this is a show. Like, well, this is obviously a show, but this is showing that uh, things can change quickly, and if you're not on top of them, you might be left behind. Uh, Casey does have Eckler, who has been fantastic. One of the reasons why he is two and one on the season, but it looks like Eckler's probably taking a back seat here going forward, and all of a sudden. We're going to be looking at Kamara and Rex Burkhead, Damian Williams, who might not even get the job back, Carlos Hyde as RB2s. That's scary as molasses. So again, it's a, it's a typical Casey thing. Have a great team, or the years that he does have a great team, watch it burn in flames as he fails to make any moves. Let's go and see how many moves Casey has actually done this year. I'll give you the over-under at two. Right now, as you're listening, give me uh, what you think. Has he made more than two moves or less than two moves? If you picked the over, you were right by one. Casey has made three moves on the year. And since I'm at the screen, interesting, the moves are really, really equal. Um, only two teams really haven't made a lot of transactions. That is Charles and Mark. Uh, Mark, see his damn name. His name's Casey, but it has Mark on the You got me again. That joke is amazing. Um Otherwise, everyone else between 10 and 14 pickups on the air except for yours, truly. I'm all the way up to 32. That's what I love to do. Kids are reading SSR and doing grammar, and I am picking up people and dropping them. Loving it. All right, let's go back to the matchups. We want to finish that because I do want to kind of see – go over the standing, see who's for real, who's not for real. Um, So let's go to matchups. Week number four. Do, 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 do. All right, so um, I'm going to say Casey again is going to win. That'll be the last week, though, um, for Jason being winless. I think whoever he plays next week, I think that's where it starts. In fact, let's take a look at week five. Let's go really deep. Who does Jason play in week five? Oh, please don't be me. It is not me, thank goodness. It is Coop. So, yeah, definitely a team that he could be uh, – he could be seeing his first win. But we'll get to that bridge when it crosses again. A whole week will go by before that. Who knows what in the world will happen. Um, let's go to our next matchup. That's going to be Javier and Rich. Javier projected for only 98 points coming off 146 total point week last week. That's because his Green Bay pickup turned out to be a disaster. Minus three points for Javi. What was he thinking um Philadelphia man they're not they don't turn the ball over and they don't give up sacks I don't know exactly what he was thinking there's definitely better choices out there right let's take a quick look at the defenses that Javi decided to go over it's one of those things where hey this game's on Thursday night I'll be watching it I don't have any players I want to get a guy in there sort of thing I don't know um available defenses that he could have had Seattle against Arizona I think I would have started. I would have probably taken Indianapolis at home against Oakland. That seems like a much better scenario. Uh, Denver at home against Jacksonville, even though they haven't been great, seems like a better idea. Um, I mean, it's not the worst. I think Pittsburgh was out there earlier in the week. I think that would have been my go-to pickup. Um, if he, but he, he might have missed out on that. So definitely a few choices that are at least up there. And uh, it's clear that that was definitely the wrong choice. He could have made, uh, had Scarlett pick a team, and it probably would have been better. But then again, Scarlett's smarter than a lot of leagues. So I guess that's probably not saying too much. He did have Zach Ertz going, who had a pretty Zach Ertz type of game this year, 10 points. Uh, Zach has scored 7-13, 7-10. So that's kind of what Zach Ertz has been doing all year. Philip Lindsay gets a tough draw at home against Jacksonville. That doesn't look great. Derrick Henry against Atlanta on the road. Doesn't look great in terms of game script. Marquez, Marquez, Marcus and Marquez. I'll just say Hollywood. Hollywood Brown, Curtis Samuel, guys that could do nothing. I don't like Javi's team much this week. Again, there's always a chance that Hollywood Brown goes off and Julio does his thing and Mahomes scores 50 points. But you hate to bank on that every week. Um, and looking at Rich's team, Rich's team is, is pretty darn good. Um, it's one of those teams that doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. I can't look at a a spot on his team and say, man, that really, really stinks. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention, I didn't quite see this in time, but Mike Williams ruled out for San Diego, probably because they don't want to risk injury in a preseason game. Oh, like that, um, but Mike Williams is out. Although Mike Williams has done jack shit 375 the last three weeks, so that's probably meaning John Brown goes back in. I don't think you start Landry over John Brown when Landry's playing Buff uh, Baltimore. Um, this is a wide receiver, needy team. Uh, Mike Williams has done nothing. I Curtis Samuel with Kyle Allen has uh, looked okay for one week. Who knows? um don't really i think brown's probably fine as a wide receiver too although there'll be boom and bust weeks as well i think hobby needs to go out and get a receiver for sure um interesting i wonder who uh who has a lot of receivers i mean i do You know who does have a lot of receivers, though, is Rich. His team is uh, starting four quality wide receivers. Michael Thomas, Julian Edelman, Odell Beckham, and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has actually probably been uh, the best out of all of those, to be honest. No, Michael Thomas has still been the best. But um, what about Russell Wilson last week, guys? He scored 51 points last week. 51 points that is gnarly i don't think anybody started russell Wilson last week so uh richard he's chasing those points but hey playing against arizona on the road i can see him getting closer to 50 than he is let's say his projected total of 20 so um i like rich's team this week i think russell wilson balls out probably matches mahomes i mean it's hard to predict that anybody's going to match mahomes but i think that the difference between those two is going to be less than 10 points Five points perhaps even. And um you know what's interesting? Russell Wilson has outperformed Pat Mahomes. Never mind. I thought uh, I thought that I said was gonna say something pretty interesting. But no, you can't outperform Pat Mahomes. But the fact is, Russell Wilson can do a really good attempt. Um I definitely love Rich's receivers, Michael Thomas has still been fine, even with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, looks like Edelman is going to play. They're going to need him, I think, against Buffalo a little bit more than they have in the past a couple of weeks. Odell should probably have, a, you know, at least a touchdown, I'd assume. He's been fine this year. Ingram McCoy. Darren Waller, one of the great surprises at tight end. Phenomenal. I think he might have even drafted Darren Waller, if not picked him up. That's one of the pickups of the year for sure, at least the nominee. Um... Poor Baker on the bench. I hate to see it. This guy, man. So Rich has a a couple of options, I think, going forward. He's been pretty active in trade talks this year. I would trade one of these quarterbacks, Prescott or Russell Wilson, uh, to Justin. And I would try to get a running back from Justin. But I'd also include uh, perhaps one of those running backs um, that, you know, maybe McCoy or Ingram. I guess you can't do Ingram. But try to get somebody. Um, does Justin have any running backs to give? Is the question. Let's take a look. It, you have to. You'd have to time this in a week where he just doesn't have very good running backs. He does need receivers as well. Justin, uh, Justin does. I think. I mean, I would say he probably needs one. Um, Daryl Williams. So. I guess what I would uh, – maybe a Matt Breda. There you go. A Matt Breda. Matt Breda, come come on over to Rich's team. Rich, you're going to have to give up one of Dak or Russell Wilson. Um, whoever, whoever Justin would want, I would imagine. And then maybe throw in an Allen Robinson or something like that and go get Matt Breda. I think that's a really good type of deal that uh, should be done. And then what you could do is – look to trade um one of those stud uh, receivers to okay. javi oh, okay to javi and get um and get something else back and maybe a receiver and a running back back let's see what we could do with javi's team i don't know why i'm trying to help rich out so much but what the heck is that oh don't you love Yahoo? Playing ads, full blast. Fuck you, at Yahoo. That's ridiculous. What if I was in school or class? The kids would have known and they would have laughed at I me. Mean, that's happened before, actually. Or I'm on a website or whatever. Uh, usually for fantasy sports, and they're doing reading, and the stupid ads will come up. It's been, it's happened a few times. Not a few times. Like maybe once or twice, but I just try like, oh, what the heck is that? And I act stupid, but I'm like, well. That's all you get for now. More. Oh, one more. She's learned the word one more. One more. It's hard to say no to her when she says one more. That of course being Scarlett. Okay, that got off the rails here. What I'm trying to do is trade with Rich and Javi. So Javi needs some receivers. I think if Javi sends over like a uh, oh, there's nobody there though. Yeah, there's nothing there. But I think that Rich trade. With Justin Mike makes sense. Like a Dak Prescott and Allen Robinson for Matt Breda, and maybe you throw in another uh pick or uh player there as well. Could be something. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say that Rich wins this week. I think his team is really, really solid. Not a one and two team, one of the teams that's on the rise, in my opinion, as well. Uh lastly we have Charles and Coop. Interesting matchup here in the um the potential for an upset. I said that looking at what Aaron Rodgers did and not yet seeing that he had also started Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar got zero points. Ouch. After going 20 and 24 the last two weeks, that's got a sting. Aaron Rodgers, though, 34 points does make things pretty interesting. The projections are 122 to 117. And this is a Charles's team. I think think might be a little bit on the Dean's side of things, where it's not as good as it appeared two weeks ago. When you take a look at Charles's team, Sonny Michelle is averaging, I think, the second lowest yards per carry for all like qualifying running backs. Um, I think the only one worse is on Johnson. I think he's averaging something like one point or maybe two point something uh, a carry. Do I have that information? Yeah. Well, he's averaging 36 yards per game. Rushing average 2.4 yards a carry. That is bad. I'm pretty sure that most of us could average 2.4 yards per carry in the NFL. So Sonny Michel might not be uh, worth anything this year. If that's the case, and James Conner continues to play how he's been playing with Mason Rudolph, those two guys will uh will make his team look a lot worse if they're not if they are who they are through the first couple of weeks and even david johnson who is just physically talented and a great player has been sort of disappointing as well but he's been fine i wouldn't worry too much about dj but those okay. other two and milk if ingram time. if ingram comes back down to earth charles's team is milk stellar. time milk time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. milk time is good time um so i don't know I think that these guys those two guys need to turn it around if Charles needs uh, if has championship aspirations. But the question is this week can Coop overcome um, the spread here and win. He has a bunch of guys that have the potential to have great weeks like Todd Gurley, Stefan Diggs, Tyler Lockett. Why are we dropping that? looking so cute um but again two empty spots why i don't the two empty spots pick up some guys pick up defense or something pick up a kicker i don't know um let's go for it let's say that coop picks up the upset makes this league really interesting with the this uh with the parody being very low aaron Rodgers got off to a good start i, I can see lockett having a great game Diggs is due right he has to be due somebody that good in the past even though i know they're running he's got to be due for a game if he can have a game todd Gurley should be fine against tampa i can tell you that and if rain goldman can actually use his massive workload to uh turn into some fantasy points i could see Coop winning this but it's gonna be uh it's gonna be because he goes off i think charles probably has a pretty decent week maybe in the 128 130 range based on what i'm looking at here but i do think coop's going to get the 145 150 range and just pull off the victory so um there you go the only other matchup is my matchup which i'll go through quickly here at the end but again to recap i'm going to say that rich uh rich is able to beat javi this week um by a pretty substantial amount i'd say about 10 to 15 points I'd say I'm going to give the upset to Cooper. He's going to win by uh, a good 10, 15 points because of the week he's about to have. I'm going to say that Justin does beat Dean uh, by, uh, eh, I could see it being a pretty easy walkthrough for Justin, we'll say by about 15 points. And finally, I'm going to say that Casey is going to keep jason winless but it's going to be pretty darn close maybe five points or something like that the last matchup of the week is noah and mine if you're interested in it i'll do it really really quickly i know you guys hate when i talk about my team so i'll keep it short um i decided to sit carson wentz this week um he did score 19 points which is not bad um i'm hoping that matthew stafford is uh, in for a shootout in Kansas City. I don't love having to play Stafford, but I feel like he can uh, do what he did in week one where he just threw the ball 45 times, threw for 385 yards, something like that and, all in oh, garbage time. I'm hoping for garbage time. <laughs> uh, I'm a little nervous for my Tampa Bay guys. I do have three of them in my starting lineup. Not optimal. If you want one of the star- Tampa Bay guys, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or OJ Howard, you can talk to me. you probably get them for cheaper than their market rate, but they do play the Rams at LA. Oof gonna be tough but maybe they'll be behind the whole week godwin's actually been questionable i might be sitting godwin That I, I, I almost kind of want him to be out so that i can start somebody like christian kirk or one of the chiefs guys um no has got tom brady going juju tyler boyd baby shark and uh, he's is put Leonard Fournette back in there. He's starting Hawkinson against me. It's sort of poetic when Hawkinson has a huge game and it will be against me after starting him for the last two weeks. I could easily see a world where that happens. I like. I don't like my team this week, to be honest. I have really, really bad matchups. I'm going to have to hope that the studs go crazy, like McCaffrey and Mac, who have the decent matchups, and that perhaps Stafford gets in that shootout. Otherwise, I don't think I'm going to – have a chance against uh jason's team just because it seems like a week where you know Hawkinson goes off because that's just that's just what happens i think sterling's gonna be pretty good um juju is due for a huge monster week and tom brady being tom brady oof, i don't like i don't like my chances i think it's probably going to be a close matchup i think we'll probably both score more than our projections and it's gonna be more like 130 to 120 but i do think jason will probably beat me this week and i'm not just saying that to like reverse jinx i actually don't like what i'm looking at for my team this week um the other two weeks when i lost i could have almost guaranteed or i did guarantee a victory um i felt way better about those teams than i do about this team this week so anyway let's go at, that should do it for today uh, one last thing. Let's take a look at the standings really quickly. The most basic way to see who is for real and who is not is your points for and points against. So, our leader in the clubhouse is Justin at 3-0. and However, 381 points for would put him uh, 1, 2, 3, 7th in the league. Uh, overall, he would be behind Rich, he would be behind myself, he would be behind everyone else that's Uh, trailing him one through five he's only given up 321 points easily the lowest in the league you gotta think some of that luck wears out last year it was the reverse he was getting scored a huge amount of points on Um, the leader in the clubhouse for that is yours truly i've given up 459 points on the year hopefully that hopefully that fixes itself going forward um Dean at 487 would suggest that his team is for real, but with this injuries and the way his team could change in a split second makes me not want to trust him moving forward. I think the team that is in a really good spot is actually uh, Rich's team. He's only scored 382 points, which would be good for six best, best in the league, but I like where his team is headed. I think he's for real. I really actually do like Jason's team as well. Even though he's 0-3, he's paid uh, – only one point behind me in the points against column. He's had some really bad luck, and his team is getting really good really fast with Melvin Gordon coming back. And uh, when Sam Darnold comes back, Le'Veon Bell should be even better. I think his team is there on the rise. So those two teams are probably going up the standings. I think uh, Noah's team at 305 points four it's clearly a, a team that needs to turn around some things. He needs to make some trades. I think Charles's team is probably – for real, 451 points. Um, but he has only given up 364. That's not very high in terms of the rest of the league. It all comes, I'm going to be very interested. I think this next week will show us where Sony Michelle is. Have they been baby him a little bit? Or is this kind of who he is now? And how is James Conner going to adjust? Uh, those two things should hopefully be answered this week. We can get a better picture. But, um, I do think that Justin's luck will catch up a little bit here. I still think he's a playoff team. I think Dean's probably a playoff team too with Charles. I don't know if Casey, unless he makes some moves, is. Javi is kind of on the fringe for me as well. That team is very thin in terms of depth. Dean was not wrong when he's saying that there was not a lot of depth there. The bench is a weakness. But, you know, if injuries don't happen, sometimes the bench doesn't matter. So he, to me, is like that five-six seed. It's gonna be battling for it at the end. I think Rich will come up. I think uh, Jason will make a long, a uh, late season push, and hopefully I'll be there in the in the six five seed as well. Though this really doesn't feel like my year. I feel like I made some bad luck decisions. I'm getting some, uh, some really unfortunate <laughs> results. So, uh, this could be a year where I don't make the playoffs the first in about, I don't know, a decade that I haven't made it. So probably do. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. It was well thought out. I believe I had stats. I had everything. I had special guests. Everything was beautiful. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll keep going. If you don't like it, I don't care at this point. I'm just having fun doing it. And, uh, you know what? I like being nice. I'm going to keep being nice to you guys. Justin, you're a handsome young fellow, very intelligent and well brought up. You're a great guy. Dean, uh, I can't say anything nice about Dean. But Charles, I love you. Uh, you're a great guy. Uh, everybody in this league is awesome except for Dean. He did try to sabotage my show. So I think we can all get on board with the Dean hatred. Otherwise, I'm out. Enjoy your week, everybody. It's going to be a uh, another fun one. They're always fun. And I will see you next week. A chipsy calls on my body time is like six time we come and go the background or to the custom Scarlet, what time is it? A big and a blue and orange the red.